0: so stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs it's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all
1: the others
2: Wendy Presser at Magical Journeys Travel is proud to be a sponsor of the After Dark Podcast Network whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times there's still lots of planning involved let Wendy be the one at midnight when your window opens to get that VR Guest reservation, while that covers with Anna and Elsa fast pass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on one of our podcasts and get twenty-five dollars off your deposit of any trip package. Be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Find her on Twitter at WPMagic Journeys or WPmagicjourneys.com. Universal After Dark, a universal podcast
3: that's not the same as all the others. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal After Dark. I'm Amanda and I'm going to be your host and I'm joined tonight by Craig. Hello! Nick. Hello! And Paul W. Hello! (laughs) I love that, that was so funny. What are you guys drinking tonight?
2: Go on, look, i the boat of No time for idle chit chat. Straight in with the no, no,
3: I'm straight into it. I've got a lot to talk about tonight.
1: <laughs> She's got a lot of packing to do.
3: Yeah. Packing.
1: Packing. Good
3: an holiday and four days, mate. I've got a lot to do. I need to get this done quickly.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm drinking um, board light. It's extremely crisp, refreshing, and a joyous drink to behold. That is true.
2: Cheers
3: so you can work out what this is. This is a opening. A crisp, cool can of Bud Light. Cheers. Oh, yes. Paul, what are you drinking? Tell me it's Bud Light.
0: <laughs> I'm going to ruin it all. I'm drinking a glass of orange juice.
3: Oh, You could have just lied.
1: I'm wearing a pair of my wife's knickers. <laughs> <laughs> really, Craig? yeah <laughs> to be
2: fair that's quite time for you yeah so. that's that's not
1: a surprise at all um Curtis told me my wife my has told wife. me to dial dial it back i'm I'm a bit <laughs> raw, she went up doing the podcast apparently
3: apparently
2: like, this is really good news guys because this is my first bud light it's only for the whole can i'm drinking a can of bud light they don't do bottles over here yet do they still only cans
3: Mhm. just cans yeah. the
2: whole can is 127 calories
1: that means you can have twenty of them. Can
3: and
2: you not get drunk? I, I don't yeah, think. Yes, I'll get drunk. Yeah, I don't. I don't think alcohol content and uh, calories count the same way. Uh, Amanda, you didn't say what you were drinking.
3: Okay, so I have been drinking Bud Light tonight, but I've just switched it up and I'm trying craft <gasps> <firm> dark fruit.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, I like the sound effects of I'm not really feeling this, so I think I'm going to go back to the mud lights. Obviously, that's my favourite.
1: It's one of your five a day with a bit of fruit in it.
3: I know. Well, I was thinking to myself, I thought that I'd picked up regular Strongbow and I was going to try and make myself a Deathly Hallows. But oh. I accidentally picked up the dark fruit version, so I was like, well, I'm going to have to wing it and just drink it by itself. But I'm not really feeling it.
2: Well, hang on. So let's go back. What's a Deathly Hallows?
3: Okay, Part well. One. All right, okay. I'm not allowed to call it a Deathly Hallows, actually Part one. It's a triple. So if you are in the Hogshead, a universal, it's I always post it on Instagram. It's where it's like a layered drink. So it's Strongbow Cider, Hog's Head, Lager, and Guinness. Oh
2: my god. I know. Oh my no, did I give it the, the name of the Deathly Hallows part two. <laughs> That's horrible.
3: Yeah. Well, Sound. you know what? It's 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 nice. It's all right.
1: I used to drink monkey brains. What's that? It's a... What's that?
3: Is that your tummy,
1: Nick?
2: All <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, that <laughs> him. No, unfortunately, that's Flynn. <laughs> Flynn's joining
1: us on the podcast tonight. We'll put your peckin away. Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pet name for his toddler. What's uh, what, what's that? Uh, that's why I always feed him. So what is a monkey braids? <laughs> it's a uh, vodka mm. in the glass. Then you pour uh, baileys down the side of the glass. Yeah.
2: Okay. You
1: know, and then, is it grenadine, the red stuff? Oh, you pour oh
2: sorry, on, you're talking like a shot.
1: No, no, it's, a, it's quite a sizable glass. Um, and it all sort of um, congeals. The baileys all sort of goes blah, 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 blah. And it turns a bit fruity with the grenadine and all that, and it looks like monkey's brains. And you sort of have to eat it with a spoon at the end.
3: Specifically a monkey brain? Uh, yeah. Not, like, a human brain.
1: It could be a human brain for Halloween Horror Nights. I want to I wanna make them.
3: it, but I absolutely hate Baileys. Why? Because I don't like milk.
1: Oh, is there anything you do like, Amanda? No,
3: they I do. hate
2: everything. do do like- it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> they do um.
2: They do a vegan version. I think. Do they?
3: Do they actually? Yeah, I'm sure. On,
2: I'm sure... No, <laughs> I in the Baileys.
1: Are you getting mixed <laughs> up with Walls Viennetta there? I know.
3: Yeah. Hey, I bought. I, I bought... don't know. I just feel like I don't like. I don't know. I just don't like anything, any kind of milky type of drink. Like I don't. I'm just not what, into it.
2: Don't. Craig. Do have Craig, Craig, your... Craig. Craig. Stop. Stop.
1: What, what <laughs> do you yeah. have on your Weetabix, girlfriend?
3: Oh, okay. Soy milk.
1: Oh soy milk? Maybe you could oh yeah. Soy baileys. Soy baileys, please.
2: I um <laughs> I I prefer um hazelnut milk or almond milk to regular milk.
3: Have you tried hazelnut milk in a coffee?
2: Yeah.
3: It's so good, I love it.
2: Yeah, I have it all the time. Uh, I I, I, we do have milk for the kids, but I don't I don't really go for it myself. Almond or hazelnut milk for
1: me.
3: Yeah,
2: Lee
1: but... Malaby uh, lives in a quite a rural area, and uh, he likes bulls. From, from me. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he likes bulls' milk. Is
3: that, a, is that a true thing?
1: Yeah, yeah, you just milk the bull, and um, there's the milk.
3: No, wait, it can't be a true thing, actually. <laughs> Go-
1: goat's milk's a real thing. You can milk a goat.
2: And if you can yeah. dodge a wrench, you can dodge a bull. Anyway, we're going way off topic, around Oh, okay.
1: We got the
3: ship. You can't milk a giraffe. We're going to be joined by a special guest a little bit later on, because he's got some stories I really want to hear. But until then, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that I'm going to be at Universal in four days.
1: Why are you saying that, girlfriend? Saying what? She's just like showing off.
3: Um. Well, because I'm excited.
1: Okay, go Just, on. Yeah, That's a be
3: excited. We're excited, but yeah. I feel really stressed out. I was talking to Craig and Paul about it before we started recording because I've been trying to pack for like five days now, and I don't know if anyone else feels this struggle, but I feel like it's harder to pack for a shorter amount of time.
2: No, yeah, yeah I've got to be. I've got to be honest. I I agree somewhat because I end up, I end up taking. I for some reason I end up packing more than I need to. But yeah. you're you're a
1: Cockney wide boy, so you'll have like um You have
0: to have a bag of hats.
1: Yeah, I you'll do. have a hat, twenty-four hats. I would I
2: would probably need a bag of hats, very for... it's very, very true. But
1: a bag like of a jelly hat. deals. Oh cool, yeah. got that. Uh, well, I mean, when I go in Octo in September on my own, I'm taking a backpack with me four pair of waist underpants. Right, <laughs> nice, so I can bin them, don't have to bring them back. I'm going to Asda to buy four white T-shirts to wear in the day, £4 each. Obviously, then, parties are available. Not for them, they're Not Not for them prices. Let's be realistic here. you
3: about Primardi?
1: Um, yeah, and then for the evening, I might go to Primardi, and I might bring them one's own with me, because they'll be like £4.50 each. <laughs> but if I don't, I'll just have an empty bag to bring some goodies home.
0: That's oh, how I, so I roll. Yes. True, Just true. pretend you split your trousers again, Craig.
1: i a taking two... pair while you're
0: there.
1: Well, I might take three pairs of shorts this time. The pair i flying in and two pairs for to sweat in.
3: <laughs> well, one thing that I have packed, which I posted a little bit earlier on Twitter, <sighs> is my Voldemort <Baltimore> wand. <laughs> <laughs> so... <I've> <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got a <laughs> <interact> priorities,
1: Amanda. <laughs>
2: priorities. I
3: know, I know.
2: What about the batteries? Go with it.
3: Don't need, don't need batteries, mate. It's fine. Um, so wind up, wind up. Carry on. So, <laughs> I did want to buy a different wand this time, but I don't know whose wand I'd want. So,
2: <laughs> get a lady wand. Okay. Uh, m- <laughs> so... my wife has um,
1: Bellatrix. Is she? Yeah. Mm. She's an evil cow. Get
3: it? Well, is So uh, that... I have to get Slytherin wand. Craig, you're, yeah. you're getting
2: confused with my wife and my mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you meant Bellatrix is evil? Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I she's the that. worst witch in the world. Get that one. Yeah, that's
3: what. Well, it's a nice,
1: it's I like a nice Bellatrix. Well. Yeah. Well, she's even more evil than Voldemort. He didn't take any joy in all the cape killing he did. He wanted to save the wizards. She enjoyed killing wizards.
3: Well, I might get Bellatrix's wand, I'm unsure. So I'm taking my Voldemort wand just in case I can't find one that I like.
4: Yeah.
3: But what I really wanted to talk about is the fact that I'm taking a super secret special guest with me on Friday.
2: And Sadly, it's not us.
3: Unfortunately, it's not any of you.
2: That'd be the best surprise of all.
3: I'd have so much fun if it was Gary I'd have such a ball but this guest has absolutely no idea that they're coming completely no idea so I'm trying really hard I'm not very good at keeping um secrets because I get too excited and so I'm struggling to keep this really. So I'm sharing it with all of you that so I'm taking <laughs> a super secret guest on Friday, and I have to make sure that they don't listen to this before you, we go.
2: You do know that I mean you've been keeping this secret for like a good good length of time now. I mean I've known about it for a while, and so if, if he you know if you've been able to keep it secret for this long, a few more days won't kill you.
3: I know, but it's when it gets to this time, yeah. when The Secret's going to come out, that I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting so excited. True. But, basically, this guest hasn't been to Orlando since 2007. Oh, it's so... me. May- oh no, it's not me. <laughs> close, close, it could be you.
2: Yes.
3: So... So much has changed at Universal since then. So, what I wanted to know from you guys Mostly is exchange rate. what you, th- yeah, especially the exchange rate. Um, what because, because obviously, I go every year, there's, there's sometimes things that I take a little bit for granted and I might not think that it's as special. So, I was thinking of asking you guys if you could think of anything super special that might make my secret guest really have a fun time.
2: Well, speaking of special guests...
3: Oh, our other special guest is here. So, we have invited Adam Santino from the Mel Hand of God podcast and Grim Grin Host to come on and talk about his recent trip to Universal. So, Hello. hi, Adam. Hi. Hey. so what? we're literally just talking about the fact that I'm taking a secret guest to Universal with me on Friday and so I've asked the guys because obviously I go every year so some things I might not think are really special but they actually are so I wanted some ideas for fun things that I can do with my secret guest because he hasn't been since 2007 or she or she he or she
5: um, I think we figured out your ruse there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, not me. Um, I would say, as somebody who, who first went in 2007, um, it, even by the next time I went, which wasn't as, you know, it wasn't 10 years after the fact, um, the wisdom World.
3: Yeah. Well, obviously, that's the main new thing so they haven't seen any of that at all, so I know that they'll be absolutely blown oh, away by that. And The Simpsons as well. Yeah.
2: Because that, that was after 2007.
3: Uh-huh.
5: Hmm. Yeah, it's... it's, it's Universal's a little harder. I actually, uh, my mother went to Universal, uh, I don't know, a year ago, and she's... She hadn't been to a theme park since 1982, so I hit up Lee Malaby and said, hey, what you know, what can you do, like, to make someone, you know, like, is it, like, can you order, like, a bottle of wine sent to their hotel or something like that? And he came up with nothing.
3: (laughs) Really?
1: That's because he's got Uh, no A.
3: (laughs) Well, I'm really considering doing a VIP tour of Universal, because I know when we were talking with Chris about it a few episodes ago, we were talking about how crazy expensive the disney vip tour was and how the universe one's actually pretty affordable so i'm considering doing that
5: well there's, there's the cheapo alternative if he if uh, he's never done the um because I, I haven't done it. or she or it could be both these uh these days um okay. <laughs> if z uh hasn't done like the immigration tour or what have you like that's little things like that that you might know about that the average park goer doesn't know, you know, like sort of a like maybe give your own private tour of like what you know, you know, little facts and figures about the the parks that that he or she doesn't.
3: That's such a good idea, Adam. Have you done that tour before?
5: No, I, I I'd love to do. I'd actually love to do private tours for Universal and Disney, but. You know, uh, it's a little different for me than it is for y'all. Obviously y'all spend a lot more money, but I think y'all budget for a lot more. Whereas, you know, up until the last say five years, I used to go on super cheap trips to Orlando where, you know, sometimes I had a place to stay with a friend or, or something like that. We, or we just drive down for literally two days and you know, so we, we just spend like a couple hundred here and there. So I've never really budgeted for one of those, uh, VIP tours, but you know, if I ever had the money, it would be amazing to you know because I—I mean, I've seen, I've seen the the back halls of Disney just because I I worked there when I was in monorails, but you know, Universal, I've I've never seen anything backstage.
3: Mm. Well, I think the Men in Black thing's a really really good idea. They've obviously never seen any of the Simpsons on. They haven't seen any of the Harry Potter stuff. What it, what's, what's the,
1: the cost for the VIP and? What do you get? I'm sure. Don't you get a buffet meal or something?
3: Off the top of my head, I think it was about $200. Is
1: that per person?
3: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that it was for the majority of the day.
1: So you could have been having to buy an Express Pass anyway, couldn't you?
3: Potentially.
1: So you could offset that cost, and then you would have to pay for food. But if they're feeding you, that'll offset that cost as well. So if you weigh it up like that the $200 per person, isn't that bad?
3: Exactly. And realistically, because I'm used to going in September, I'm used to budgeting for things like Halloween Horror Nights Express passes and things like that and a car. And I'm not hiring a car this year. So I could, I could, I could definitely spring for the VIP tour, I think.
1: I think you've got to do it because it could be another 10 years before it goes with you again.
3: That is true. That is very true. Although I think once I've reignited the the universal in them, I think they'll want to go more often again.
1: Have they been sorted yet?
3: No. Oh. So what I'm planning to do is have them sorted. We'll go on the Pottermore website when we're in Diagon Alley and then I'm going to buy them a wand from that house. Which is why I want to buy another wand, but I am taking my Voldemort wand for just in case I can't find one that I like.
5: Can you adopt me? <laughs> 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 it's a VIP package, a wand, sorting them personally? Jeez.
3: Adam, come, come with me.
5: <laughs> if you want to leave. I just came from there.
1: She says she says that to all the boys. To be fair, Adam,
3: I don't come down to Orlando on Friday.
5: <laughs> I'll actually be going to a horror convention uh, this weekend. So.
1: <gasps> oh, oh yeah,
5: yeah. It? It's uh, it's in Dallas, Texas. It's it's one of the bigger uh, horror conventions at uh in in uh, in America. The it's a, it's a pretty weird hodgepodge convention. Like, uh, Ric Flair is going to be there for some reason. Woo! Oh yeah. 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 We're taking a big, uh, woo picture. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think, uh, Keith, uh, Keith David is going to be there who, you know, has done like a million different things, including uh, princess and the frog. Um, Wilford Brimley is going to be there for some reason. Oh, you know what? He was in, he was in, uh, was it the mint? No, not the mist. Uh, the thing, maybe. I don't know. But uh, it's, it's a pretty... Uh, I think Malcolm McDowell's there this year. So how
1: how close is... Like uh, how close well, is Tennessee to uh, Dallas?
5: Uh, no, no, it's Texas. This is Dallas. Oh, oh, how close is Tennessee to, to Dallas? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Because
1: uh, <laughs> uh, Adam LaWoo's just hit Tennessee.
5: He might uh, be
1: on his way to Dallas.
5: Probably a few hours. Uh, probably about the same as me. Roughly six, depending on what part of
1: uh, Tennessee. Look out for Adam DeWu, then I bet you he's going to be there. I
5: uh, I actually barely know who that is, mostly through y'all. I um I am in one of his video, or my butt is in one of his videos.
1: Actually. <laughs> no, shut the front door.
0: <laughs> That's like me and Justin. My feet are in Justin's car's video. <laughs>
1: I'm going to get uh, Mike Pecker and Tim Trach's video in September. He God.
5: He went to uh he went to New Orleans uh the Wizard World convention and he was interviewing this guy that we were uh had booths right next to called the Salty Seaman who's like this this writer who does gay pirate fiction. Hello.
1: I saw uh, that video.
5: <laughs> yeah, well if you watch the video again, you'll see like a pair a pair of black jeans moving around behind him and that was my ass.
1: No way.
3: That's
5: so
1: funny. Yeah. That's so rock and roll. <laughs>
3: well, there's a, there's a horror convention that's on in England. It's like the main one that's in England. Um, but it's on whilst I'm away.
1: I'm no, so there. Send that Florida guy, he will do it. I
3: know. Well, everyone stuff. send me pictures of it. With all
5: your makeup stuff, you should... Really like look at budgeting to go do something like that.
3: I was absolutely desperate to go, and when I found out that it was on, I was like, "Yes, I'm so excited! I'm going to this!" And I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to be in Orlando." Oh, uh, it's feel, like so sort of once uh, a year uh, thing. It's not like it's not like um, the the big ones that you guys have in America. Oh no, all the
5: all the ones here are once a year. But I think that y'all do bigger conventions because it's a smaller country, and there's no reason to have like like in America. There's you know 20 to 30 different comic book conventions maybe more than that you know of different sizes whereas in england i feel like y'all you know i know there's like one really big one that happens every year in london where like every every british creator or or you know or uk creator that i i love goes every year and you know i'll I'll never get to meet but uh but i think i think y'all just do it bigger there
3: I think so, because we tend to just have one in one place and then that's it, rather than have like a couple of them spread out through the year. It does tend to be more
0: uh, spare. It's become a, a bigger thing. I was at one in, in Nottingham yesterday. It's, oh, yeah, it's you definitely met, uh, spread out. Yeah.
5: You met Arthur Darvill, huh?
0: I did, yes. That was the second time I met him. I met him probably six years ago when he was still in Doctor Who. And then this time I got him going him for Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah.
5: Uh, no, I saw that you posted about legends. I was like, I don't see any legends cast in there, and I was like, oh yeah, right. Arthur Darvill yeah. is one of the main characters, but yeah, I always think of him as being from Doctor Who. Yeah. Uh...
3: That's so funny. But Adam, the reason that I did bring you on is because I s- saw that you stayed at Sapphire Falls, and that's my favorite resort. But I saw that you were. Um, a little bit angry.
5: Okay, like I, I, I have to, uh, I wanted to actually make a video, like like I, I, I edited, I, I, I didn't edit, I filmed a bunch of videos from my trip there, and I intended to sort of like edit them all together and wrap them up, but I kind of screwed up a few of them, and I just got lazy and said not to do it, <laughs> so I have to actually amend my statements, which I should probably do on Grim Grinning Host at some point.
3: Well, um, this is your perfect platform to do it.
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, first of all, one of the things I didn't know because for whatever reason, I've done a lot of traveling, but I've never had this happen to me. So, apparently, it is standard check-in time at four p.m. Yeah, anything before that is considered an early early bird check-in. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I thought standard check-in time was like eleven thirty noon. I thought so, it was
1: two o'clock.
5: I've I've heard that one too, but I you know. The thing is, I've never stayed on Universal property before. Like, Whenever I go to Orlando, if I'm staying on property anywhere, it's, it's at Disney. And Disney, I think, has a little bit of an advantage because most people take uh, Magical Express if they're flying in. Mm-hmm. So they know when you're coming in. So if there's any way to like shift the schedule around to get somebody in their room earlier because they know you're coming in at this time, I'm sure they do that. Whereas Universal they don't have any particular service like that um but i uh but yeah so i i I screwed that up that's on me although i do wish they had been a little more forth i can't really blame the girl she was very nice and very helpful but when she told me like your rum's not ready yet you know i was thinking oh it'll be another hour let me go eat and no it was like three hours you know but that's it is what it is so i was a little mad about that um, I will say that I did everything wrong with this. Like I stayed on property one day oh, well. and I don't think it's really worth it unless you're staying at least two days.
3: Uh, yeah, I agree.
5: You know, cause like if the check in time is at 4 PM, you know, yeah, you can technically check your bags and go have fun and all that. But I feel like it's for the most part, cause I, I when I stay at a hotel like that, I want to enjoy the hotel to some degree or another. And I feel like it's kind of a a waste of a day because you're really only getting like half a day, you know. Because check out is like 10 a.m. Yeah. But uh, so that that's kind of on me. I do think that Sapphire Falls it's a beautiful hotel. I I feel like the price I paid, which was the annual price holder pass, or um, excuse me, annual price holder price is about what it should be. I think it's a little bit overpriced for what it is because it's a very simple, understated hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is beautiful, and the facilities are nice.
3: I think it's an absolutely gorgeous hotel. This year, well, next this week, I'm staying at Cabana Bay. I would have much preferred to stay at Sapphire Falls, but for some reason... The majority of rooms sold out, so it was only the big suites that were available. And it was pretty much the same to stay at Sapphire as it was for me to stay at Hard Rock. So mm. I decided to do it a little bit cheaper and stay at Cabana. But last year when I booked, because it had just opened, I got a really, really good deal on it. So it was very comparable to Cabana Bay. So I thought it was worth every penny. But did you try any of the restaurants or did you try the Strongwater Bar?
5: Um well I don't drink, but I I did try the restaurant, is it Amatista?
3: Uh-huh.
5: I think that's what it's called. And uh all I had there was a burger, but uh it was it was very good. I, I enjoyed it. Um oh I take that back. I did have a, uh, oh <laughs> I think I sent y'all a video of it. I, I had a uh, croissant uh croissant sandwich <laughs> for <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, it was uh it was actually really good. Um some woman, as I was walking <laughs> away, had just came out of that section, a little quick service, and was like, oh, you have you had the donuts here? You have to have the donuts. You will die. You will absolutely die. Yeah. And I was like, Uh, eh, I don't really want to die. But At
1: least for the half <laughs>
5: I'll
3: try one anyway.
1: There's razor I got, blades in them.
5: <laughs> I, I got the impression she was a little drunk. Her husband was trying to hush her along a little <laughs> bit. But, uh,
3: it was probably
1: but, me. Uh,
5: <laughs> did no, you have
1: no. a bog eye? <laughs> oh.
5: Is that is that one of the things that comes out of the closet in uh Harry Potter? <laughs> yeah.
1: Come, comes out the closet when Amanda's full of tequila shots. <laughs> yeah.
5: Um but yeah, I I uh I did enjoy some of the food and I uh the second day, well literally the day I was leaving. Uh, one nice thing is that even though I was only there one day, they do allow you to use the facilities for as long as you want through the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to just like check out, you can check your bags. So I went and I enjoyed the pool and uh, you know, they also have uh, a gym right next to it with lockers. So I was able to bring my bag and like, if I need to check my phone, not be too far from it, you know? So it was very nice facilities, but I do feel like it's, Like really not like it's it's I honestly don't feel like it's gonna be that much better than Cabana Bay when I stay there, but I haven't stayed in Cabana Bay so I can't.
3: Mate, I feel like you're wrong.
1: Cabana Bay is beautiful.
3: It's cold.
1: Oh, it's so so cold. (laughs) You get saved by robots though.
3: I'm excited about that. I really I hope that they've got the robots going when I go.
5: Wait, what?
3: So they've been trialing this thing where they have robots in the lobby and the robots will do certain things um, that certain maybe like, uh, a concierge might do. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so they've been trialing it for like on and off for a few months. And I really, really hope that I get to try it.
5: This is in Cabana Bay? Yeah. Isn't that hotel themed after like, 1950s American beach movies?
3: Yeah, so I feel like it's going to be like a really like what they thought robots would be like in the 50s.
1: Like a Jetsons robot?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping it's going to be like. I'm so excited.
1: Oh, like Carousel of the Progress. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Well, it, it certainly can't be better than that so-called robot that they've they, uh, introduced in Tomorrowland, that's for
1: sure. That poor fella inside, Daddy must be roasting alive. <laughs>
3: I like I like him. Oh. I think he's fun. But other than that, did you enjoy your stay at Sapporo Falls? I
5: I, th- I thought it was a nice hotel. I, like I said, I I think if I'd have been paying normal price, I think I would have been a little more annoyed. But um, overall, I I give it out of a hundred. Oh.
4: So
3: no, did, wait, did, you have like, to rate that all uh, pumpkin. So rate rate out the five pumpkins.
1: Uh <laughs> uh <laughs> Hashtag random. Hashtag like five pumpkins.
5: Can I give it three pumpkins <laughs> and some pumpkin pie?
3: Yeah, that's fine. That's that's fine. Oh,
5: no, it's it's a nice facility. There's there's things that I, I would I would change about it. I don't think the layout's very good. Like I was I go I was on the second floor and I was trying to get to the boat launch and I thought like I could just go downstairs and there would be a path there. And turns out, no, the falls kind of block everything on the lower levels. So I had to go back, go back up and then go across and then come back down.
3: Uh, Well, when I stayed, my room was literally right in front of the boat launch.
5: That's going to be nice.
3: So, I just had to get in the elevator, and the elevator stopped right next to the doors. and I just literally walked out the door, so it took two minutes for me to get there. So, I loved that. What
1: extras well, do you get at, at, Caban, at Sapphire Falls? Is it just early access to the parks? No,
3: express?
5: it's not totally. It depends on the day. Like, when, when I stayed there, they gave us early access to Wizarding World at Hogsmeade. And exclusively Hogsmeade, so like they basically uh, barricade off a path that goes to the back of Islands of Adventure,
3: mm-hmm. and then once you're there,
5: you're kind of stuck there until nine o'clock.
3: Yeah, then but then they... in in the busier times, they they open up so that you can go to Hogsmeade and Diagon so you can you can go between them. But then obviously in the quieter periods, it just tends to be one or the other.
5: Right. I, I mean, it's it's an advantage. I, I you know, I actually wanted to go there to uh, pick up some souvenir or another. Um, one thing I was disappointed about was I had heard about the uh, you can, you can go uh, and mail people postcards from Hogsmeade, and okay. uh, when I, hmm? I've never done that. Okay, well you're probably not going to want to because <laughs> I got there, so it's in it's in the little postmasters uh building that's part of the Ollivanders, and uh i asked them about it and they said okay it's going to be about 30 dollars and or 30 american and i said uh what to mail a postcard and so basically what they do is they sell packs of stamps and packs of postcards 15 dollars each and you they, you know, you can fill it out and they do the, the stamp and all that. And he said, no, if you don't want to do that, what you can do is buy the $15 pack of postcards and they'll they'll stamp it there. And then you can just mail it from home, which sort of defeats the por- the whole point of it. Yeah. So I was pretty disappointed because I feel like I, I think a lot more people, if you if you made it available, that could just buy a postcard and a stamp, even if it was like five dollars.
3: Yeah. You know, if You go to maybe- I Drive, two dollars.
5: Yeah, you know, it would would be, it's pricey, but still, I, I, you know, I was going to mail my godson one, and there's a friend of mine who lives in, well, she wasn't, she was Croatian, now she lives in Germany, but uh, she loves postcards, and I I, I wanted to send her one, and uh, it was pretty disappointing that, you know, I mean, it's just a cash grab at
3: that point. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm going to skip that then. But I feel like now you can you can just send somebody a picture and they'll probably appreciate that just as much anyway. But I did see um, I was watching you guys know how much I love Rhino from Dis Unplugged, and him and Craig Williams were doing an episode of the top things to buy in the Wizarding World, and they sell this whole letter writing set so you can buy a quill and ink. And parchment paper, and you can buy the like a little wax thing and a seal, like a seal stamp. And I was like, "That's brilliant!" So you can buy it with your initials on, or you can buy it some kind of Harry Potter themed. And I thought that was brilliant. So I might do that, and maybe send somebody a Harry Potter themed letter.
4: Ooh,
3: that might work out. Probably similar price to sending a postcard, anyway. And I can just send that from home then. Yeah. Well, I thought that was pretty fun. So, this time when you went, how long had it been since you'd previously visited Universal?
5: Um, well, this is one of the few times in the last 15 years that I've had, like, a large gap. Um, although, to be fair, usually when I go to Orlando, I'm usually going to Disney, but, um, I've had an annual pass for about three years now? Yeah, I think Uh three years now. Um, but uh, the last time I was able to go because I, I had like surgery last year, so when I was I was supposed to go in October, and uh, and I had to back out. But the last time I went was actually probably New Year's Day twenty sixteen.
3: All right, so then, so this was your first time riding Kong, and I heard you talking about the on Grimm Grinning Hosts, mm-hmm. and I agreed yep. with everything that you said. That it really does depend on where you're sitting in the ride.
5: Yeah, it's it's I feel like it's one of those attractions that uh I feel like this about movies a lot. I think it's a really good concept that needed like one more draft before it actually went to to uh to post. Like there's certain things about it that really work and another other things where I'm like, you just kinda rush through this. Like this is half assed. And you know, yeah, where where you're sitting in Kong plays so much of a You know, I mean, it's. I guess the second or third time you ride it's, it's probably like fine. But I think if if I rode it the first time and I'd had a bad seat, I would have had a far more negative uh, view of it.
1: Isn't that the same though for most Universal rides? Um,
3: I don't think so. Look at look at ET. No, don't look at ET because you can sit anywhere. Just sit wherever you sit. <laughs> no, it isn't Stop. It's fantastic anywhere that you sit. Oh. So ET is perfect. We don't need to touch on well, it. Well,
1: a lot of the universal rides, joking aside, are three D based, and if you're sitting in the wrong place, you c- it can detract from the experience.
5: Eh, I don't. I, I I don't know. I I think there are rides like that, but for the most part, you're you're usually okay with with Skull Island. There's really only probably five or six good, good seats where you're in the perfect spot, you know, and really perfect. Like it's probably less than that, you know, any there's basically there's too many bad spots, you know, and then there's there's one spot like the front row middle has to be completely worthless. I can't imagine enjoying that ride at all if I sat there.
3: No, I think I sat pretty much near the back and I was on the right-hand side. And so I felt like I I had a good experience.
4: Mm.
3: But then, and then at the second time I went on it, I was in a pretty much similar seat. So I haven't had a bad experience on it yet.
5: Well, the problem with, with being like on the side is that there's stuff going on both sides of you. And if you're on one side your brain instinctively just pays attention to what's going on, on that one side until something loud happens behind you and you, you go, Oh, okay, let me turn this direction. So uh, that, that, that's another kind of problem with is there's just a little too much going on. That, that well,
3: you I think, what? I think I'm lucky that I was with Ash and her boyfriend and my boyfriend. So I could kind of lean over them to look, to look at the other sides. But obviously if you are be a couple or you're, doing single rider I obviously wouldn't be able to do that but I might do I don't write over Wait, but I like?
1: think
3: it does depend on on what you're in.
1: could doing away with the 3d could that improve the ride
3: I don't think so because I think it's it's the canopy that's over the top of the truck
5: but I actually I think it would be worth it well I guess they can't just convert it but I I don't necessarily think that 3D adds that much to it Um, wait is that a 3D attraction?
3: well you've got your glasses but I didn't think that you're right I didn't think that the 3D made much of a difference Yeah,
1: because Spider-Man and Transformers the the 3D is majestic isn't it? you know Spider-Man jumps on your car and um, Mm -hmm. the all spark and all that it's all going off it's head isn't it? You know when he he throws it out and it like comes right in your face, but the three D in uh, Potter um, on Escape from Gringotts is is all right. And but from what you're saying on this, it's it's not even all right. It's below average.
5: No, no, the three D is actually very good. It's just I I don't know. Like I can say for sure that Jimmy Fallon I really don't think needed three D at all. I think that was a completely waste of that technology for something that functions perfectly fine without 3D. But Sk- Skull Island, I can I can I could probably see why they went 3D with that one. Um see, yeah, I, I mean I, th- I think
2: Terminator 2 has great 3D effects and I think it's a very good use of that technology. And I agree with Craig about about Spider-Man especially. Um but on a separate note, like I just went to see Guardians of the Galaxy in 3D, and uh, an IMAX 3D screen. And I, I've always said about it, I'm a big fan of, of 3D. And the 3D in that was very good. But I don't necessarily, th- you know, I, for, for films, I think if it's, if it's done right, 3D can actually add something to a film. Another dimension, you, you could say. But I don't always see that, that rides need that kind of technology. I'd like to go on Kong, but Kong being in 3D or 2D wouldn't make me want to go on it more or less.
5: Well, I mean, with things like Kong and, and Gringotts and Spider-Man and all that, I think there's a much better argument for 3D there than in most movies, because, you know, Kong and, and well, all those rides, they... um, They... They come at you the the ride moves when they hit you, so there's a I think there's a little bit more of an argument for it there, you know Jimmy Fallon's the opposite jimmy fallon you're nothing's really interacting with you aside from the the ride itself moving so for me, like I felt like if they just went with the iMAx there th- that that would have been fine there's no there's no issue there, you know, but when something's interacting with you, there's certainly a better argument for three d
3: okay. I want to hear your complete, honest thoughts on Jimmy Fallon because on this podcast we've always all agreed that we're all gonna try and stay really positive about Jimmy Fallon. No, I haven't. I'm I haven't. really excited about it. Paul's super positive about it. Yeah, and
1: it's my favorite ride in existence. You don't
3: know yet. <laughs> you don't know yet. But I posted about the other, the other day. I posted on Facebook that I was really excited. And Jason Sorrell, who helped to create the ride, he works on Halloween Horror Nights was like, oh, let me know when you're here. And I was like, okay, I'm, like, I'm just letting you know now that I am so, so, so excited about this ride. And I've heard some negatives about it, but I've also heard some positives about it. I just want to hear your thoughts on it, Adam.
5: I really only have two negatives about it. Um it's open <laughs> Jimmy Fallon's in it shut
3: up I'm so excited I love Jimmy Fallon Jimmy Fallon <laughs> makes me laugh so so much I absolutely well, adore him
5: then you're going to love that ride um, the, the my first and you know for me one of the worst parts about it is that uh, if you're a little far on either side of the attraction audience chairs um, I got a little bit motion sick You know, which is happening more and more as I get older. Um, But in the middle, like when I was towards the middle, I was fine. Okay. Um, The other thing is that this is by far the most narcissistic attraction I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, There's, I I really think regardless of whether or not you like Jimmy Fallon, it'll obviously help if you do like him. But there's just too much of him in this. And I mean that literally, like, can there we- ever be too much Jimmy
3: Fallon? Yes. 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 No. <laughs> I
5: love him. Absolutely. I don't. I don't think he's the worst. I like some of his movies. I like the the one about the Red Sox with him and Drew Barrymore. You know, I lo- I, I think he can be amusing. I I, I like the thing that him and uh, what's the English guy that 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 created co-created uh the karaoke thing.
3: James
1: Car- Corden. James Corden.
5: No, 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 no. It's a. It's the tall. Oh.
3: Tall
1: Steve Merchant. Oh, Steve Merchant.
3: I yeah.
1: love Steve yeah. Merchant. Oh, he's like, he looks like me. Well, they co- they <laughs> no, he doesn't. We're like twins.
3: <laughs> you really know.
5: Well, they co-created the, the sing-along competition thing, celebrity sing-along, whatever it is. But, um, I, I do like Jimmy Fallon here and there. Um, but every corner of this thing has him. Like, You know, if you're on the bottom level, they have the basically the hall of Tonight Show hosts. Mm -hmm. And dead center, the the biggest, like, they all have their little cubicle. And then he has this giant display. And it's the only one that actually plays sound, which I wouldn't think too much of, except for the entire next, like, floor is dedicated to him as well. So I sort of feel like he shouldn't have had more than a picture there because so much of it's dedicated to him. But, Mm. um,. And then you go upstairs and they have all the little gags. Um, but uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because, uh, you know, you, you're going to want to experience it yourself. But um, the the problem that I have is that from the second you get in the queue, they just start shoving more of his sense of humor into it in a way that becomes distracting. Like a couple of his characters from The Tonight Show pop up during the attraction and literally the attraction halts to look at these these characters, and it's not particularly funny. Like whether or not you get the joke, like it's it's not particularly funny. And I don't think that any any you know attraction, especially like a ride, should literally stop to take a look at something, you know, um, or or a character in particular. So, um, but the ride itself, I think, is very well done. I enjoyed it. Again, I don't think the 3D really helped anything. I think it it definitely they should have done away with that and just looked at it cuz it's it's pretty much, you know, it's a combination of Soren, honey I shrunk the audience and something else. Michael okay, Jackson.
3: okay. How how did you feel about the non-cue element?
5: Uh I think that's very well done. Uh now I do wonder how long it's going to be before people just start like trying to get into the attraction without riding it just to like sit there and charge their cell phone, you know, mm-hmm. and just take a break from the heat. Cause um, it almost makes an argument that they should kind of find some space to do like where they don't let you charge your cell phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like take yeah, out that yeah. element of it and maybe set up some sort of lounge where you can get a drink and, you know, and chill out. That's cause it's very much, the queue setup is very much a nightclub kind of feel. Well, not a nightclub, but, like, just sort of a hangout spot. Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: What if the crowds in that area are very small? Do you still, do they still, like, does the panda still come out and high-five you and the ragtime right girls come out and sing, or do they just uh-huh. usher you straight into the ride?
5: I'm a bad person to ask that because of the... I think I wrote it three, maybe four times, and... I, th- I saw the Panda once he wasn't he wasn't doing whatever the hell he's supposed to be doing. Oh. He just he was just kind of taking pictures with someone but all the rest of it I didn't see um, and so when I was there they they have all these big screens and they constantly play loops of Jimmy Fallon's best bits. Oh. So mostly what you're doing is either playing the little touchscreen video game kiosks that are by the sea. <sighs> Or you're watching, uh, you know, his, his various skits.
2: I mean, hashtag the panda isn't even my, my favourite panda. <laughs> Mine, of course, is sexual harassment panda. Uh-huh.
1: My fat favorite... Big, fat pandas.
2: <laughs> nah. Yeah.
1: He's alright. He's big, he's fat, he's a panda. What more do you want?
3: <laughs>
1: when you put it like that.
3: <laughs> okay, so... I did put out on Facebook um, asking people if they had anything they want to talk about, and Adam, you asked us what our favorite on-site restaurants were.
2: Well, hang on a second—is this the questions that we that were left over from the last show?
3: I've got them too. Okay. We'll, we'll get to them too. Sorry, um, but let's talk about our favorite on-site restaurants. first. So, Adam, you've recently been—you've been most recently out of all of us. So, what was your favorite? on-site restaurants.
5: Right, the main reason I asked y'all that is because I think Universal's largely is, in the food department is pretty lacking.
3: Yeah. Do ya? Yeah. Oh,
5: you. I, like, I hated... Uh, what is the Burgushi place? Uh, cowfish?
4: <gasps> no! Oh, John,
1: John Gabushi?
5: Yeah. I,
4: <laughs> no way!
5: I, <laughs> that's one of the... I wouldn't say it was one of the worst burgers I've had, but it's pretty, pretty bad it's it i it's really hard to me to to really mess up a hamburger but the it was it was trash and it was one of yeah. those burgers where where the bun felt greasy for some reason
1: no. yeah like it was sprayed in oil and yes. put under a heat lamp yes
5: and yeah. like it, when i don't i like a juicy burger but when i'm literally looking to wash my hands as soon as i touch it that's that's gross but um yeah. Yeah. i did um I did very much like um, the the new Chocolate Emporium. Um,
1: what's it called? Two-some. Mr. McGorums Chocolate Emporium. <laughs> Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory.
5: Yeah, Twosome, I really, really enjoyed. I had this uh, chicken, fried chicken, bacon, and a bunch of other stuff, like <laughs> a sandwich. And uh, I had the uh, choc- warm chocolate bread with salted caramel butter. Oh uh, and then later I hit the milkshake, which I did not think was that I, I didn't I, I I really think the um I haven't gotten gotten to try it, but the uh Planet Hollywood version of it is probably better. It certainly looks better. But uh which actually I don't know if y'all know, but that, that kind of milkshake is actually stolen from England.
2: That'll um what well, the milkshake that brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> yeah are you talking like so i guess i don't know too much about these only what i've heard on the podcasts that you've done um or been involved in them but um is there's where they, called,
5: sorry there's a place called freak shakes if you google it it originated in, in england we actually have a place here in new orleans that even ripped off the name freak shakes <laughs> <laughs> so i've had these before um but yeah, that's it. It originated out there—the the shoving a giant piece of cake and cocoa pebbles and all that. Yeah. It's, it's it's called the freak shake. So, uh, Planet Hollywood. In England, we
2: had um, we had a, um, a chain. We still have got a chain called Shake Away, and they've been around for about twelve, fifteen years. And they're like, we... it's not cake. Yeah, in the, that, yep. down south we anyway. have
3: that in Liverpool.
2: Yeah, have we? And uh, but instead of instead of it being cake. You basically choose whatever chocolate bar or candy or sweets that you want to be thrown in, and it's just like a few scoops of ice cream and like you know Reese's peanut butter cups or uh, an Aero or Snickers or whatever, and they make it into a milkshake.
5: Love Hearts is
2: fucking weird, by the way.
5: It's kind of like that, but they're it's a little more over the top. Like they have specialty ones. Some of them have brownies. Some have all you know. There's there's usually. I don't think it's as simple as like, well, I want you to throw in this and this, because that sounds a little closer to like um but they actually have one uh in in uh Universal, the uh god damn it, what is the name of the ice cream place? Uh of that men- yogurt
1: cheese? place. I yet in
3: there. In no no Menchies.
1: You go up the stairs.
5: Neither one. It's uh it's it's right there as you go in the entrance, right by uh by red brick, red red oven.
1: Oh yeah. Up the stairs,
5: yeah. No, it's on the ground. Oh, yeah. No. But it's, 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 it, that's, that's fairly normal. But the, the whole freak shakes thing is just basically throwing everything you can imagine into it. And, oh. um, and it's pretty, I mean, it's, it's awesome when it's done right. I really felt like Thusome, though. I don't know. There was just something missing from it. But, uh, but the restaurant itself, I I really thought the food was great. I think it's probably the the best thing that Universal's done with that uh, City Walk overhaul. At least from what I've had.
1: Can you get chocolate on your burger?
5: I I didn't ask. I you know I I would imagine you know.
2: Oh yeah. I Like when I was a kid, I, I and chicken nuggets first came out in the UK at McDonald's. They used to have an advert where the chicken nuggets would parachute down. And learning like the pots of sauce, and because I was young and I didn't really know what was going on, I thought what was barbecue sauce was chocolate sauce. Oh. And so like, I'd go into like McDonald's and they'd ask me what sauce I want my nuggets, and I'd go chocolate. And they never that... bloody did.
1: Oh, you diamond geezer! Now I have chocolate sauce for my nuggets, please. Like that. That uh... is exactly
2: how I talked to the six-year-old, and now
5: can't uh, can't be any worse than fish fingers and custard. <laughs>
3: Toussaint. Well, I'm surprised actually that you didn't like cowfish because Calfish is probably my second favourite.
1: Oh, it's dreadful.
3: No, it isn't.
1: It is. We had a dreadful. I bought one of them 50 50 boxes. It was dreadful. 50/50 yeah, do you like kids. sushi? I love sushi.
3: I love sushi.
1: It was dry. Um,
3: you
2: can't, you're a no, vegetarian. I wasn't.
3: Listen, I can have veggie sushi.
2: Have I got, a t- like Amanda, after the chicken wings last week and sushi tonight, do I have to teach you what being a vegetarian's <laughs> about? Listen, I, 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 I didn't eat but... the chicken
3: wings last week. I just knew of the chicken wings. And this week, I can have sushi with like avocado and cucumber and stuff in. And I like sushi and rice.
1: That's literally so... a waste of sushi.
3: No, it isn't, because sushi is like 95% rice and sushi. That's like
1: it. Can I have a -a mix burger, please?
3: No, it isn't. I really like sushi, and I really like cowfish.
5: Well, it's like you really like the shape of sushi more than the Yeah,
3: exactly! (laughs) Listen, I really like rice, and I really like noodles. I like Japanese food, so I really liked cowfish. I didn't try the burgers, obviously, but I like cowfish
5: so there was a uh, there was a big Twitter discussion about this about a year i think u u o p actually started it Boo. and what i got <laughs> <laughs> what what I got from from it is that um from the people that actually live in Orlando is that cowfish is pretty uneven, and plenty of people have had good experiences and their next trip were terrible.
4: Uh-huh.
5: So it's it's and I don't I haven't heard anything about it since, so I don't know if they've gotten their act together, but I I had a bad enough experience that uh I, I wouldn't even go back. And I actually had the milkshake there as well and I, I thought it was terrible.
3: Well well I ordered the milkshake and I never got it at Cowfish.
5: Uh, <laughs> Sounds also, like a bad experience. <laughs>
3: so basically I had a good experience other than that, but my but, server well she wasn't the best of servers. But we asked her for a milkshake, and she was like, yeah, that's fine. And then, so she came back to check on how we were doing, and I was like, okay, but can we have our milkshake now? And she was like, well, the thing is, the guy that makes the milkshakes kind of makes them when he wants to make them. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? that's that's not how it works like it works how I order the milkshake and then you you bring the milkshake to me that's that's how restaurants work
1: and it's must like, have yeah. been the best sushi in the world, that girl <laughs> it was a good su-
3: job that I enjoyed the sushi, otherwise I would have been pretty angry so that's how I know that I really liked the sushi but I, I never ever got the milkshake
5: see my next words would have been uh, sweetheart let me have a discussion with this guy <laughs>
3: I was just uh, like, what? You know, is things. this real life? Are you punking me? Here's no, the problem. A milkshake.
5: When, when Universal decided to redo CityWalk, their crowning jewel was Cowfish. That's what everyone was waiting on. And for it to be, at best, a mediocre restaurant is a colossal failure for the, the CityWalk revamp in general. You know, I think Twosome accomplishes everything that Cowfish was supposed to accomplish. You know, it's it's a really interesting restaurant. Like, because honestly, like when you get into Cowfish, like it's also super gaudy. Like, it's it's pretty like I don't know, like somewhere between Andy Warhol and Saved by the Bell. In time. <laughs> and it's not it. Like I said, the food's really not that good. It sounds like no one has good service there. You well, know, for
3: the second time that I went, I did have really really good service and really sushi. good sushi. No, it was still good sushi. So, I I do really, really like cowfish. So, that didn't make me not want to go back. It just made me a bit like, what? But the next time I did have really good service. So, it was fine. But other than that, I do like Bubba Gumps. I think that's good. And there's quite a few places in City Walk that I really enjoy. I
1: love Bubba Gumps. And I love talking to the savers about the book Forest Gump because they don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so that's always quite good.
3: You're that guy.
1: I'm that guy.
3: You're that guy.
1: Yeah, big phlegm on me burger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But let's get back into the questions that we missed out on last week before we run out of time. So I'm just going to take it back to Toothsome for a second because our mate Gary, that Florida guy, asked <laughs> your favourite cocktail drinking story with that Florida guy so I'm just going to take it back to Tucson. so when we went to the scare zone RIP tour we had a little scare zone meet up beforehand and we were drinking the cocktail there and oh doo-doo,
1: doo-doo. Trevor McDonald and here is the news
5: is that Big Dan so-
0: it yes. was yeah, we're we're sitting outside
1: recording at Big Bang. Yeah. No, it's just Big Creek.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, you know what I'm like with cocktails and it just leads to... Oh, Shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, Gary calls me Bloodshot Boston because of the cocktails. So I obviously I'm surrounded by people and I'm trying not to let them know that I'm a gigantic lightweight. wait, so, wait, wait, wait,
5: I'm, wait, I'm sorry, hold, hold on. What does Gary call you?
3: <laughs> Bloodshot Boston.
5: Oh, I heard something completely different. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not rude. I was it's like, fine. that's
5: inappropriate.
4: Okay, go on. <laughs> All right.
3: So, these, the cocktails in some are ridiculously strong. Like, they're ridiculous. So, I'm literally sat there with, like, Tim and Jen Tracker, Logan and his wife, Chris, Scotty Too Hottie, Travis... Like all these people are there, and I'm trying to act normal, drinking these cocktails, and I'm thinking to myself, "This, this is going to end badly. These are so strong." So Gary comes in, and he's like, "Why are you, Gary man? Yeah. Why, why, have you got a little fishy on a dishy man?" That's exactly how it went. So I'm telling them that my cocktails are too strong, so I keep ordering all these different ones, and I'm giving my other ones to Ash to drink because I'm like, I can't drink this.
1: It's so. Ashy- so is she a hardcore? Ash is
3: hardcore, yeah. She can drink all the spirits and I can't. So Gary comes in and I'm telling him the story about how I can't handle them. And he's like, oh, why don't you try my cocktail then? And I was like, all right, I trust you. You've got good taste in cocktails. It was, the people in England, you'll know what I'm talking about. It was an alcoholic bounty. So it was like chocolate syrup coconut and rum all in this cocktail and it was the worst the worst worst thing ever and it was so so strong american listeners think
2: almond joy basically it, the i don't know carrots. what is,
3: but i'm gonna agree
2: yeah.
3: it was absolutely disgusting and i was freaking out about it and gary just thought it was the funniest thing ever so now i'm always like gary with your freaking bounty drinks absolutely disgusting you should never start it was horrible. Absolutely horrible.
1: So what are you going to drink next week when you're there?
3: I'm, just, I'm going to stick to beer. But uh, I land on the 5th and I'm going straight to a concert and obviously it's Cinco de Mayo so then I'm going to go to Antojitos, and I might drink an awful lot of tequila.
1: What are you going to be wearing no? That's the main thing.
3: <laughs> well I don't know yet mate because I haven't packed.
1: <laughs> well it's very hot over there at the moment and it's Very,
3: very humid. Oh, great! My hair's going to be gigantic.
1: But it's very dry as well, hasn't it? It hasn't rained, has
3: it? Well, apparently it's raining today.
1: Oh, is? Oh, that's good.
3: It's not good because I don't want to rain. I have enough rain in September. I want one holiday where I don't have to deal with rain or rains.
5: If it rains bad enough and clears out before you get there, then you'll
3: actually get the best weather. Okay, so it can rain up until Thursday and then from Thursday it needs to be crazy sunny so I can spend all my time in the Cabana Bay Lazy River. Cray Cray. Yeah.
1: Nursing your bog eye.
3: Hopefully not. Hopefully yeah, yeah. not. So then Jed asked us if we could if JK Rowling would let us theme Diagon Alley for Halloween Horror Nights, how would we theme it?
1: Um, stick a load of Death Eaters everywhere, loads of fog.
3: Okay, but would it have to be Harry Potter themed? Yeah. Yeah. I, you it'd
4: can't
1: be put
0: anything
2: out, not it? Yeah. yeah. Well, JK one, J.K. wouldn't let you. The second, it'd be a waste. Hmm.
3: Hmm. Because I was thinking Jack the Ripper.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't a, um, a wizard.
3: It doesn't matter because you could just put screens up in places and and put the projections on the buildings and it'd be fine. They've got all the little alleys, it'd be terrifying.
1: Could be Doctor Who then.
3: I don't watch Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, but Doctor Who was in EastEnders once. Was <laughs> he?
3: We'll
1: yeah. So he could,
5: um, wasn't he, Paul?
0: Yeah, the 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 comic relief special, yeah, the part <laughs> oh. landed in Albert Square,
5: yeah. Which which one, Capaldi?
0: No, it was it was one that they did. In fact, Stephen Moffitt wrote it, but it wasn't the official Doctor. They went basically he the, regen he regenerated every five minutes.
5: You talk about the Nose day it. thing.
0: Yeah.
5: Okay. Yeah, I saw that.
1: Yeah. So we could go into Harry Potter, couldn't he? And so you could have Cyborg, Cybermen and Daleks and all sorts of stuff. Be boss. Really? Them, them angel statues. Oh, they put the willies up me down. You can't blink. Don't blink.
3: As do oh, you gone. go to Halloween Horror Nights?
5: I am not a uh, horror fan at all, which is funny because I'm going to a horror convention. But <laughs> that's an important thing. Uh, but I just—I've uh, never really lo- liked haunted houses, any of that stuff. And, and in fact, when uh, when one of the scare actors got me in uh, Skull Island, I was kind of pissed. Oh <laughs> no! Yeah.
1: Did you did you dig him? Did I? Did I give him I, a right to?
5: Oh, I thought you were asking me if I gave him my number because I did. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I just—I I don't. I've I've always had like a very active imagination, and I've had a lot of nightmares ever since I was very very little. So the idea of giving myself other things to be frightened about does not interest me.
3: Oh, mate, you should come this September because I'm like a scare actor magnet. So they'll all get me. You can just stand behind and watch. And
5: laugh. I actually will be there around that time, but it's it's going to be in October.
3: Well, I'm there. I'm there for 19 days from the end of September. So. I'll be there in October, too, so you should come.
5: Uh, Depending on when you're there, I might actually be around. I don't know. Okay.
3: We'll go to Halloween Night so you can laugh.
5: So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. The, the other guys are trying to talk, because they all, everyone else on Grum Grunning Host loves it. Like, they want to talk about it, like, every week. Um,
1: they're, they're all big cuddly bears, though, aren't they?
5: Travis is. Uh, Kenny's disgusting. Kenny's disgusting. But Is he? That, yeah, no. I'd
1: I'd love to be in the, the same company as Hunter because I I just love to lick him.
3: I love Hunter.
1: He's so lickable. I reckon he tastes the coconut.
3: Yeah.
5: <laughs> it's actually it's actually cherry lime. He's like a sprite.
1: <laughs> oh God, yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm just kidding Kenny, by the way.
1: You almost killed Kenny.
5: No, I said I'm just kidding because he gets his feelings hurt sometimes. He's
1: oh, he's is emotional, isn't
5: he? He's a, a sensitive <throat> boy. Yeah,
1: all these millennials—they're all so emotional, aren't they? They all get so offended.
5: Well, you know, he got that giant chest tattoo, but then he had a kid, and all of the, and he cries all the time. Like, yeah, we cut it out. We have to, we have to edit a lot of Grim Grinning Host because Kenny just cries constantly.
1: Do but... <laughs> <laughs> you no. just to edit Travis out altogether? Because you never hear him talk.
3: Listen, well, <laughs> don't be being horrible about Travis.
0: <laughs> I was going to say it's normally with Tim Tracker, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah. He's like a little sinister person in the back of all the vloggers' videos, just walking in the background. There's Adam DeWood. Who's that bearded buffoon? Oh, it's Travis. There he is. <laughs> Travis is going to kill me in September. Just
3: shoot me, Jed. Is. Anyway, Jed <laughs> asked us another question. And he said, What are our predictions for the third gate for themed lands or areas? Go and how... go, go France, <laughs> you game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Obviously Game of Thrones. But how would we deal with it being not connected to the other property? So, as I keep saying all the time that I just want them to do, like, a vintage park with all throwback rides, and I know that'll never happen, but I do think that they'll do a monorail-type system. Monorail. Monorail.
1: I think Back to the Future's coming back.
3: I'd love life. I would love life.
1: That Vortex thing that they've just put out to their planners or whatever they do with the twirly thing in front of the car, I think that's back to the future myself. I don't think yeah. it's a,
5: Yeah. I really think Nintendo's going to go there. I mean, I, I know everyone's expecting it sooner than that, but for, for something that's going to have as much or needs as much property to really, you know, use for the different IPs, I just feel like, You'd have to ch- cut out like half of a park.
1: Well, what are they going to put in Kiddie Land then? Kiddie Zone?
5: Uh, I don't know. The the Craig Lucas thrill ride? Oh,
1: so, yeah.
0: Don't put Craig in the Kiddie Zone.
3: No. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <sighs> That's a bad idea. I would love life if it was Game of Thrones, Sam.
1: So. Oh, that would be one messy park there.
3: Uh. It would be fancy. Oh, Imagine loads of Jon Snows everywhere.
5: Imagine all, the, imagine all the incest.
3: You yeah. well, we can leave that bit out. It'll be fine.
5: How? It's, it's <laughs> the, the whole thing is just murder and incest.
1: Daily beheadings. <laughs> what time's the two o'clock beheading, please?
5: <laughs> two
3: o'clock. Okay. So I don't know what I don't know what it's going to be. I'm not too sure. I can't even think of anything that would that would work really well in there.
1: Jurassic World. Jurassic World.
3: But then uh, then what would they do with River Adventure?
1: Move it. Or we'll just leave it there. <laughs> the biggest building in the park. So let's just yeah. move that. So, well, that's that's its own thing anyway. It's like Buzz Lightyear is in Tomorrowland, but they're doing Toy Story Land. It's irrelevant. Do
3: you think they'll get rid of that, though?
1: No. Yeah,
3: yeah, they will. I think they will.
0: Tomorrowland's going to get a complete revamp. It's so, going to get turned will...
1: into what? Star Wars Land? Tron Land? Cromland, Rocket
3: legs.
1: <sighs> Pandora, too.
3: Hopefully not.
1: Electric Boogaloo.
3: Boom. Okay, so Jed also asked Amanda if ET and Harry Potter were on the chopping block, and you could only save one. Which should it be? You know what my answer is going to be, Jed. You know that I'm going to save ET. I'd
1: save ET.
3: I love Harry Potter. Craig, before you start slagging Harry Potter off.
1: Potter's okay. tired.
3: No, it really isn't.
1: Do you know when you go it in, isn't. Like, do you know that bit where there's a bit of pretend ice, uh, where there's like a little fountain and it's all frozen over?
3: It looks fine.
1: It's manky. There's no, it isn't. moss all over it. It's all rusty. No, it isn't. All the concrete's starting to rust.
3: you very wrong.
1: All, the, all All the snow on the roofs is all manky.
3: No, it isn't.
5: Uh, it's my favourite part of E.T. is the weird, like, slightly molesty video with Steven Spielberg <laughs> and E.T.
3: Listen, sorry. right, Adam, I love E.T. more than I love anything else in life. So, I I even love the pre-show that's, video. I, I so Steven Spielberg in that
2: video. <laughs> that's,
3: that's, I love Steven Spielberg. I love E.T. I love every single thing about it. I even love the weird security police guy love everything about it so as much as so i love harry potter and diagonally and hogsmeade i would say that he over harry potter
1: he's the worst animatronic in the... he's not even an animatronic he's just a well prediction. we
3: agreed last week that you're the mannequin him.
1: i would replace him <laughs> you
3: can replace him
1: i'd just be like that this ride shit no <laughs> no you
3: wouldn't because two minutes later you'd be like this is majestic it's fantastic it's the best ride ever
0: Craig's replacing
1: the three boobs. alien. Do you know, right, if they ripped out E.T. and replaced it with a 3D screen-based attraction of E.T., would you accept that? No. Or Steven Spielberg announces E.T. 2 Electric Boogaloo (laughs) and they update the ride to fit in the new Elliot to Crackhead and E.T. comes back to save him?
3: Listen, Craig, do you want to fall out as well?
1: Do you want
5: to build a snowman?
3: Do you want me to block you on everything? Because I'll do it.
5: I think I'd be fine with E.T. staying uh, on the condition that they really need to put up a little uh, pop-up tent where you can get a tetanus shot after you get off that bike.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, because the trick is, right, you go to Bath and Body Works.
5: You
1: hover.
3: Bath and Body Works, and you buy loads of cute smelling hand sanitizer, and then you just cover yourself in that when you get off it. It's fine.
5: I I can't really walk into Bath and Body Works and ask for a cute smelling hand sanitizer. <laughs> okay, so then you in sure September
3: can. I'll go and get you all the hand sanitizer, and then it'll be fine.
5: That is they're a. Not de- give,
0: they're not giving you your fragrance yet, Adam.
5: <laughs> well, first of all, it it would have to go on your butt, so <laughs> not sure.
1: You'd need a lot then.
3: <laughs>
5: I mean, true. <laughs>
3: But uh, we've established already that the reason that I love Harry, um, not Harry Potter, E.T. so much is because that was the first ride in Orlando that I ever went on. And so it's all to do with the nostalgia for me.
2: Amanda, the first, the thir- the first ride I went on in Disneyland Paris as a, a, a really end-proper theme park as a nine-year-old was Snow White, Scary Adventure. And they can burn that bitch down <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that's because well, you cried like think? a freaking girl. Yeah, but hey. the good news, the good news is that my daughter went on it like <laughs> my daughter went on it last week, um, and she cried.
3: Oh no, she's
5: only Nick, I, I gotta tell you, burn it down is specifically trademarked by Grim Grinning Hosts. So uh, yeah, but you're on, the gonna,
2: show, you're on this episode, so it's it's none and void for this. <laughs> the purpose of this merchandise has to go through you. Admittedly.
5: Fair enough. <laughs> now, I, how old were you when you rode ET the first time? Two. You were two. I look. I can. I can give you that much, even though it is absolutely a, a terrible ride. But
3: Maybe it isn't.
5: <laughs> you know, I have a theory that uh, someone's love of any theme park, and, and the, in in fact, their preference revolves largely around the memories that they have, like who you were with and how you, you know, what you did. So, I mean, a lot of people—the reason that they love Disney so much—has more to do with the fact that they grew up going to those parks, mm-hmm. than, than it does with whether or not you know this attraction is better than that attraction or or what have you. So, I, I can understand that. I, I I do think that's a, again, terrible ride, but
3: it isn't. But I,
1: How many out of a hundred would you give it, Adam? Um,
5: it, is Be careful
3: with your answer, Adam.
5: Is 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 one sliver of pumpkin pie an option?
3: Yeah, no.
1: Right. Yeah, that'll do.
3: Yeah. Minimum three pumpkins. It's
5: it's mostly uh, cool whip because I think pumpkin's disgusting as well. But...
2: <laughs> the um Uh oh, I was gonna say oh, it doesn't matter <laughs> completely lost train of thought. Never mind.
3: Well, Adam, if you do come to Orlando in September slash October and you come to Halloween Horror Nights with me, we'll go on E.T. in the daytime.
5: So You'll you really try- enjoy
3: it, E.T. is fantastic.
2: Oh, actually, no, that's what I was going to say, Amanda. Um, they've released, sorry to kind of go off topic, but they've released um, on-ride footage of the Pandora River Adventure, whatever it's called, and uh, as a fan of E.T., you will love it.
3: I'm excited. I haven't watched any of the any of the stuff that's been coming out yet because I'm doing like I did with Kong. I'm avoiding it all cuz I want to be surprised.
2: Yeah. But yeah, you you I'm sure
1: you'll think it's it's fantastic. I'm excited. Pandora is a Potter killer. That's
2: all no, I'm
3: it saying. <laughs> it's, it's not like... even
2: a Jimmy Fallon killer. I
3: Shit. think that Pandora is going to be really good and I think it's going to look beautiful. I just don't think that it can compete with harry potter no.
5: i think pandora is going to be visually one of the most interesting things that you know in any theme park but i really don't think the attractions are going to blow anyone's mind
1: yeah well that's exactly like the pot of attractions
2: uh,
3: how but, is it
2: oh get off craig
1: forbidden journey
3: craig still... you love forbidden journey you cried I
1: wept, but that's because of, I had motion sickness.
3: Right, cried because you were emotional because you loved it. You're, you're such a opinion changer.
2: Stop
3: being an Australian thong. <laughs> you flip-flop.
5: I can't handle you. <laughs> he dreamed of a woman saying that to him for a year.
3: Literally, Adam, honest to God, the arguments that we have because one minute he loves something and the next minute he hates it. I don't know. I just don't know.
5: I listen to the
2: show. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I only tells you half the story.
3: Yeah, Yeah,
2: you don't
0: hear the conversation beforehand, (laughs) in between, and after. Jesus! So
3: it's like ET is fucking shit. I hate ET. It's the weather. Oh my god, Amanda, I love ET. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) It's average at best. It's boss,
3: that Amanda. Yeah. Not Welsh. Oh my god. (laughs) You love ET and you love Harry Potter.
5: It's just I'll- that Craig is constantly in a glass case of emotion.
3: Yeah, okay.
1: exactly. I will fight to the Move death the for choice. E.T. on Theme Park Attraction, Amanda.
3: I have no faith in you, because I feel like we're going to get on the episode, and you're going to be like, yeah, Amanda, I've got your back, don't worry. And they'll be like, E.T. is shit. And you'll be like, yeah, it is shit.
1: Now, I'm going to do my homework. I'm going to blow them away with facts. You've heard a Fact Hunter on UUOP. <laughs> will you're going to a Fact Craig on Team oh, Park
3: attraction. I'm nervous. I am so nervous. You're,
1: you're going to know how many ETs there are in that attraction, and everything. <laughs> how long the track is. How many people ride it a year. You're going to get stats. Oh my God. It's, it's
3: actually going
5: to be. It's actually going to be like WrestleMania. He's gonna. He's gonna keep with you the whole way, and then the, the when you're about to get the ten count, or the three count, whatever it is he's going to turn on you at the last second and kick you out of the ring.
3: I, I feel know, like smash, that's what's going to happen.
5: Smash
1: it over the head with a cheer. Probably. With Bart. you like, on.
3: it's shit, Amanda. Peter Pan's better. Uh, probably. Speaking
1: of Peter Pan being
2: better, um, any other questions, Amanda?
3: Um, okay, we got a pretty, pretty random one that I haven't heard of before. And I think that this was from jed again uh yeah it was and he said there's this whole hidden painted rocks thing going on the parks Mm -hmm. i didn't know what that was so i i had a little look through some disney groups and i did i did find it um don't pick
1: up don't pick up the brown ones
3: (laughs) (laughs) basically the people are getting rocks and painting um characters and things like that onto them um, and then the hide and then like so like when people do art drops and badge drops and things like that in the parks and um, people are like creating some art on some rocks and the are hiding them in the parks and he said given this if you were to join in and paint some rocks to hide for others to find what would you paint what would be your top three
1: i'd um, freeze me poo put it in cling film and take it in the parks and just leave it lying around <laughs> under bushes. Oh, no. And then some dainty little American could toddle over. Yo, Mommy, I found myself one of them painted rock thingies. And it'd be my jobby.
3: Oh, please don't do that. I'm You're going
1: to get
3: banned Adam the Woo style.
1: I'm not. Adam what? the Woo didn't do poo.
3: Yeah, you'll get <laughs> banned worse.
1: Oh, Mac Corn. Oh, Adam the Woo did a poo and Mac Corn. That all goes together, strangely. It it
3: does
1: it? Yeah, sweet
3: corn. (laughs) Don't bring Mac Corn into this because I love Mac Corn.
1: Oh, I love Mac Corn. I'd love to wear his skin. Stop
3: saying that about him
1: because he's going to hate us. He doesn't hate us. He He will. What
2: was that? Huh?
5: Is that the dog? Well, I don't know. Maybe. Sorry, that might be me.
3: I don't know, but if I was going to paint a rock, I'm not very good at drawing things, so I feel like I'd paint a minion because I think that would be easy.
1: Just a blob of yellow with one eye?
3: Yeah. bit of chip um, X. And I might draw a globe on a, on a round rock because that would be easy as well. Or a, uh, a
1: wand. You could draw a wand on a rock?
3: Yeah, or I could draw like a Harry Potter lightning bolt. Yeah. Yeah, I do them three easy ones. That's what I'd think.
2: I'd uh, I'd draw um, Mike from Monsters Inc.
3: You can't. It's at Universal. Oh, you
1: draw. You can draw Lee Malaby's head. I like, it Orange.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Get your Lee Malaby special racks. Nice. So, hang on, i
1: just realised Lee Malaby is essentially a human version of a Terry's Chocolate Orange. Yeah, if you
3: put tinfoil on his head, yeah. <laughs> Adam, have you heard of this paint and rock thing?
5: No. No, I, I haven't seen uh, any of that. It's, it's,
3: I it's, literally that had to see it. it. I, I, I had to go through about six or seven different theme park groups to try and find something about it. Um, and I eventually did, and that's when I found that it was, like, the art drops thing. But if you, if you were going to paint a rock and hide it in the park, what would you paint? I
5: don't know if I'd paint them, but I'd collect as many rocks as I could, and I'd block off E.T. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm not a big fan of people, uh, like, doing things, like, in to, to the parks. Like, I, I understand that people are, like take a little bit of their their family's ashes and like put it somewhere I, I get that kind of thing but like I heard a story not too long ago that I, I should bring up on GGH eventually about somebody who tried to do the uh, French lock thing in Disneyland Paris where they put it on you know put their their love lock on a bridge mm. uh, I'm, I just I just don't like that I, I think you know you, you and it's nice that you love this place but you don't need to put your mark on it, you know, just leave it be.
2: hundred percent agree. Even of
3: that, Craig, have you seen that they do that on Albert Dock now?
1: Yeah, it's everywhere.
3: I know. There's
1: thousands of them.
3: Yeah, I they know.
2: started, they started doing that at, at outside, Sleepy View's Castle in Disneyland Paris. But it seems to have stopped it already. But there was talk of them doing something in the Disney parks so you could do it, but I just think it was tacky.
3: Yeah, I'm not into that.
2: Start selling floor stones again. If you
1: want to do that? Yeah, I'd pay for one of them. Yeah,
2: just,
1: yeah.
3: just to dig them up again. Yeah, yeah sorry. Oh well, okay. So I think that we should start to wrap this up because it's getting pretty late, and I still haven't packed.
1: Not our problem. So... Carry on. <laughs> just just <laughs> very stock? just very quickly, Adam. Do you when you stay in Disney hotels? Do you tip mouse keeping? You
5: know. I never have and I, at some point somebody I haven't stayed in a Disney hotel in a while. I just never really thought about it. Like when I go on a cruise, like it's customary to tip. But I, I don't know. I I I don't quite know like where that falls on the manor scale. You know, I, I tip mean- I tip very well for food service and all that, but I mean, don't they make the same amount of money as, as most regular workers at, at Disney?
1: Well we last time we stayed on property we tipped five dollars and we also took some English chocolate bars over now and left them one with the, in the envelope with the money. Now would you eat that chocolate bar or would you think it had been injected with AIDS or
5: something?
1: <laughs> or would you you know would it's, you bin it or would you eat it?
5: This is an unfair question, because I know it's coming from you, so God knows what's in that chocolate or if that was chocolate. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Eating food for people—that seems like it, it's just going to go in the trash for the most. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. I've, I've never tipped i uh, I've never tipped anyone for a hotel room. I really only do that on cruises. But I'm I'm pretty sure on cruises, like they make a lower wage. Whereas uh, I'm pretty sure housekeeping at Disney makes the same as as any base level thing. So I mean, I wouldn't tip uh, a cast member at an attraction. So it feels a little odd to tip. You know, I don't know. I mean, but if on the other hand, if somebody brings up my luggage, that's a different thing. Like, that you're supposed to tip for. Because
1: yeah, we're, we're thinking of, because um, we're staying at Universal this time for the, a few days, where we were going to tip them at Universal as well. We're staying two weeks at Disney in the summer. We, so we were going to tip them $5 a day. But we were going to tip at Universal as well, so...
5: Yeah, I guess if you're, if you're living it for a couple of weeks, then I guess I can understand, like, you're, you know, if you're only there for two or three days, then, you know, unless you're a real slob, you're probably not going to have that big an impact.
1: At you know? Disney, last time, they literally tidied our room. We would leave the room like a shit tip every day, and we would come home, and we'd have Disney characters made out of the towels, and the room would be immaculate, all tidied away, everything beautiful. So oh, you definitely earned the $5 tip.
3: I think it depends, really. Like, sometimes I do tip every day if I have them clean my room every day. But sometimes, like, I'll leave stuff out around my room and I think I don't really want anybody to come in. And so I'll just leave the do not disturb sign on the door um, and just have them come in every couple of days. So sometimes I do just leave one bigger tip at the end of the visit. And sometimes yeah. I'll leave something every day. It just depends.
5: I don't like people coming to my room. I actually, I I, I do more than just leave the do not disturb sign. I usually will take a toothpick and, and hang it up at the top of the door. So I know for a fact that no one's come in. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I mean, it's it, when you're talking about Disney or universal, I expect a little more professionalism, but certainly yeah. at a hotel that I'm unfamiliar with, I don't trust that no one's going in there and looking
3: through your stuff. Yeah. Well, that's kind of how I feel. But if I'm, if, when I'm saying on site at universal, I tend to go forwards and backwards between the park and the hotel because it is so close. So I might go really early in the morning and then I'll come back and I'll get actually properly dressed and put some makeup on and things like that. But I tend to leave like cameras and iPads and things like that out. And I think I don't, I wouldn't want you to come into my house, so I don't really want you to come into the room.
5: No, that's I, I don't trust people, especially with that kind of stuff. It's, it's it, if I really need new towels, I can go get it. Like, uh, yeah. you know, if I'm not, if I'm not, again, if you're not making a huge mess, there's really very little reason. I mean, if you, uh, hey, Big Ben, uh, if you know, if you're Craig and you got some uh, grass stains in your sheets from the night before, then I understand, <laughs> but speaking
3: exactly and i mean most most of the time when i'm traveling it's either just me or it's me and my boyfriend or it's me and ash and so we're not going to create that much mess but we are still going to have a lot of our things lying around the room so i do just want them to clean the room every few days and i'll leave them a tip then or i will just leave them so a tip in an envelope at the end of the day, And I, I appreciate that. It's going to be different housekeeping every day or every couple of days. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want them to clean my room every day.
5: Y'all should have uh, someone who, who uh, works closely, like someone who, I don't know, like a Derek Bergen or somebody like that, that actually works closely with um, universal or Disney cast members and, and just find out if they have some sort of perspective on it. Cause I, I don't know. I, I just I've never thought to tip, you know, somebody for for cleaning my hotel room at the end of my stay.
3: No, like exactly like what you said before, I don't know about how if they bring your luggage up or things like that. I do tend to carry my luggage up myself, but if somebody does something extra for me, I I do tend to tip them. But I think America's very different to England, tip and wise. We so, don't tip, do we? No, like, it's very rare that we tip for things. And so I, I do kind of feel a little bit awkward about it.
5: Well, what what do y'all tip for?
3: In restaurants, we'll we'll tip, but it's, it's not as prevalent as it is in America.
5: Y'all yeah, probably think... have a different pay scale, though.
3: Yeah, exactly. So because it's kind of expected of us to tip in America, in Florida especially, then we don't it tends to be quite a hot hot discussion tipping how much to tip when to tip blah blah blah. but with hotel stays i haven't stayed on site at disney so i can't i can't speak for that i know the mousekeeping is very very good but universal wise and anywhere else that i've stayed it it just i feel like it just depends if they do something special for me i'll i still do feel a little bit awkward about it because i feel like are you doing this just because you want me to tip you or is this something that you'll always do
5: um i think with with a low-end hotel if a bellhop brings up your luggage i i think like five dollars is is fine on a higher end that's a little like if you're in staying in new york at the four seasons i, I think you're supposed to tip like 20 30 or something like that i've I, i'm not rich i've never stayed in a place like that but um as far as food service generally speaking 20% is it used to be 15% was the standard and 20% if you got really good service these days, I feel like if you're tipping 15%, you're basically telling the person you weren't that good. So <laughs> I usually start at 20%. It's very rare that I tip below 20%. And if I, if my meals, $8, I usually leave five, you know, just cause I, I feel like the person did the same amount of work. I, I, you know, it's not their fault that I only ordered something small, but it's, yeah, it's yeah. up to different people, you know, up to people. And there's no, in America, there's no general standard for that. Um, some of it's socioeconomic. So, you know, like I, 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 I'm very working class blue collar and I've worked in food service. So that's why I tend to tip high as long as you do a decent job. Um, but I, I, you know, I had a roommate in Disney who refused to tip and I refused to go to dinner with him ever again because <laughs> um, that's unacceptable to me. So it, it depends on the person.
3: What if you had really bad service?
5: <sighs> there was once in my life where I gave someone a literal penny, because <laughs> which which is here, I mean, it's a bigger insult than just not tipping them.
3: Yeah, you know, I've I've read that on a forum that if if you don't leave a tip they would maybe just assume that you forgot to leave a tip.
5: No, they just assume you're cheap, but <laughs> but, but yeah, if you give somebody a nickel, that's your way of telling them you sucked and I'm never coming here again. Um yeah, it's uh, you know, it's cultural though. Um but yeah, I it's very hard for me to give below like 10%. I I really have to dislike you as a human being for me to tip you that low, you know, and it's only happened on a couple of occasions.
3: Yeah, I feel like whenever I'm in Orlando, I, I do automatically think to myself, okay, 20% tip on top of my meals, and obviously more if I get really, really good service from them. But when it comes to the hotels, I just never know. I just never know what to do and what's what's standard. And then I feel like if I if I did leave an envelope every day with a tip for the for the housekeeping, would, would they even take it every day? I don't know.
5: Oh guaranteed. I mean Disney they're not supposed to. Um well I don't know how it works with the bell with the with the room service, but um I was always taught at Disney, aside from food service, if someone offers you a tip, you're supposed to refuse. And basically, it's a three times in your out rule. If they offer it two more times on the the last time, on the third try, you're just like, thank you. And you take it because at that point, you're being rude. But uh, but like there are people who say try to tip the bus drivers. And like I said, I was in monorails and that that was why they they taught you that, because occasionally people will try to do that. And the Disney rule is, like, if it's not food service, the, like, this is your job. You're not supposed to be tipped. Um, and, again, I'm sure, like, the bellhops and things like that, there's probably specific rules to that. But um, but I don't, I don't know about the room attendance. It's an interesting question. I'd be curious what the answer is.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm glad I asked. i glad I brought it up now.
3: I wonder if could guest one on that works in a hotel. I think no, we'll uh, I'll this do some digging. Yeah. In fact, to I I have someone on my Facebook. They don't work in a hotel, but um, I think that they do know people that do. I might ask them what what the correct the correct thing to do is.
5: Well, bottom line is, look at it this way: and you know, the odds are most of the people don't tip them. So regardless of what you're giving them, I mean, don't leave a dollar because that's that's kind of insulting. But, or, you know, if you're leaving five, that's like even for the week, like that's five dollars they didn't have. So yeah. you shouldn't feel bad about that, because, again, like the even with the deluxe hotels at Disney um, and I assume the same. Well, yeah, I assume about the same with the whatever they call the deluxes over at Universal. Yeah, I really don't think it's that common for people to tip the 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 room attendant. So you shouldn't feel like there's no proper answer. Basically, you know, like there might be an average that people who do tip give them, but you shouldn't feel bad for not doing it because it's it's probably not that common.
3: Okay, well, anybody that's in our Facebook group, if you have any ideas or. You know what you do when you stay on site. Give us your opinion on it because we, we are really interested in this. This has been a hot topic in our Facebook chat group. But I feel like on that note, we should say goodbye because I do actually really need to pack.
2: Oh, well, game so. with the packing and again with the going away. <laughs>
3: Listen, Nick, if you want to come round and pack for me, that's fine. I'll tip
1: you. $5. I'm, I'm <laughs> literally you, in my car I'll
3: right now. I'll give you $5 if you pack for me. I'm, I'm so fine with that. <laughs> but I do need to pack because I am leaving in two days to go to Orlando. I'm
1: leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know if I'll ever come back again. Is that the words?
5: Leaving on a jet Sorry. Oh,
1: we, should a heart, we should do a song like me and Maliby did. I want to sing with you, Adam.
5: <laughs> That's the sweetest thing anyone's ever said to me.
3: <sighs> okay. Well, Adam, thank you so, so much for coming on. We really appreciate it. And it was very interesting to hear about yesterday at Sapphire Falls. And thanks, guys, for doing this episode with me. So, by Chris's book. I know that he's not been on for a few episodes, but he will be back very, very soon. Um his new book psychos is available on amazon and it's super interesting so make sure you read that Um check out my seven horror film reviews in seven days series on youtube and i will have some videos up in the next few weeks from this trip that i'm about to go on check out our patreon page we are going to be doing some things with that very very soon and also if you're in the parks next week i will have um, badges Badges. I've got Diz, Universal and Pop After Dark badges. So if you're a listener and you see me in the park, come on over to me. I'll have badges and I'll give you one.
5: Badge.
3: A badge. Yeah, a badge. She'll give you a badge. A badge. Badge. A badge. So on that note, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.
2: Ta-da. Bye. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. If you would like to support Diz After Dark and the other After Dark Network podcasts, please visit our website at www.patreon.com forward slash After Dark. That's patreo ncom com forward slash After Dark. Thank you.